Welcome to the Detroit Regional Chamber's Power of Ann podcast. Each episode brings together a range of voices representing the complexity of political issues in Michigan with the goal of embracing an Ann approach rather than either or policy solutions. Welcome, everyone. This is the first episode of the Power of And podcast. I'm your host, Brad Williams. I'm the Vice President of Government Relations at the Detroit Regional Chamber. Been working in government for, uh, working for the chamber for close to 15 years and working around the public policy space for close to 25 years. That sounds, that sounds intimidating just saying that. This is a podcast that we're starting here at the chamber where we really want to take advantage of the theme coming out of this year's Mackinac Policy Conference, The Power of And, uh, and start exploring policy issues where we can put this Power of And uh, concept to work uh, for the betterment of all of Michigan. So we thought what better way to start off this series than bringing in uh, the the gentleman who introduced this concept to us here at the Mackinac Policy Conference, Matt Elliott, uh, the Michigan president for Bank of America and the chair of the 2023 uh, Mackinac Policy Conference. Matt, thanks for being here today. Uh, thank you for having me, Brad. So it was almost exactly a year ago uh, I heard that you were going to be the chair of this year's conference, uh, and I came up to you to say congratulations like any good suck-up would do, and you told me uh, three things about this year's conference. One, uh, that your wife, Anne, was going to be incredibly involved in helping you plan this, and that's true. I've seen Anne uh, more than I've seen you this week, so she's she's been a very active part on this. Two... Uh, we were going to respect uh, a, a broader cross-section of diversity by re- reflecting that this is the first day of Pride Month. We're recording this on June 1st, and I see we've got Pride flags on uh, the porch of the Grand Hotel, so check, you did that too. And third, you told me that uh, the the theme of this conference was going to be the power of and, and, and you can't turn around in this hotel without seeing an ampersand. Uh, so you, you did that too. Tell me where that came from and, and what, what that means to you. Well, thanks, Brad. Uh, it's very gratifying to see what we've seen this week. And uh, in your 100% correct, there's no way this happens without my wife, Anne, to be honest with you. Um, the power of Anne is really this idea that inclusive thinking wins. This idea that um, life is not a simple matter of either or, all or nothing choices. And that we all know, I think intuitively, that we land in a better place when we have you know, thought about an idea from multiple points of view and you end up in a place different from where you might have started and better than what you've started. It's not just a simple either or compromise. It's actually landing in a better place. And I think that's the idea uh, behind, the, behind the conference because we have challenges and opportunities in this state that are tough, but the opportunities are huge and we need to get there in the best way possible. Everybody gets a voice. Everybody's ideas matter. And that's why we wanted to respect, for example, diversity in a, in a broader way. How do you apply that as a business leader? And how do you recommend that government leaders uh, can apply that to their own life? Well, in business, this is something that we use at Bank of America all the time. And, um, we, we believe that we need to deliver profits and purpose. Uh, and actually, we have to do that if we want to be successful long term. And so it requires a greater discipline of thinking where you put those two ideas on the table that may seem opposed to each other or mutually exclusive, and then you go to work and, and you work on it. And this is also why diversity matters. Diversity of thought matters a lot because no one person has a, has a lock on the truth. So I don't know if you're a fan of The Office, but there is a uh, episode where Michael Scott has to negotiate between Oscar and Angela. Angela has a cat poster 
uh, that Oscar is offended by. So the win-win-win solution is that Oscar is going to wear a T-shirt with the cat poster on it uh, two days a week. So he doesn't have to look at, but Angela gets to uh, Angela gets to see it. That's not exactly what we're looking for uh, out of this uh, situation. But we we have had uh, a record number of legislators uh, up here this year. Uh, what are you hearing from them and the policymakers? Uh, I see a lot of them wearing the ampersand on their lapel. Is that is that encouraging to you? And you do you think? Uh, we're seeing a shift uh, in thinking uh, amongst our policymakers here in Michigan. My experience so far with, with legislators around this topic has been uh, a, a sort of a private conversation and a public conversation. The private conversation is, boy, this really sounds good, and, 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 and personally, I'm, I'm for it. The public conversation is, well, what are my incentives? And Sandy and I have talked about this. Thank you and I have too, Brad, is that very often the incentives that a lot of legislators have is more focused on winning a primary than winning a general. And so if you think about who your customer is, who your user is, you know that's where their, their minds are focused. And frankly, as citizens, it's because we set up the system that way. If we want the system to work differently, we have to change it. So we, we've just got a few minutes left. Uh, you have your, you've got just a few hours left as chair of the Mackinac Policy Conference. And this is, you know, this is a real treat, uh, an honor to be part of this. I know we feel as staff, and I'm sure you do as chair. What has been uh, your favorite moment so far? Do you have a favorite selfie or a, a, a favorite uh, session that you've been able to be a part of? My favorite part about this entire experience, and you're right, Brad, it's a privilege. It's been a lot of work, but it's a privilege to do it, has been the ubiquity of that ampersand, has been the fact that... that the, the, the theme of the power of Anne has really caught fire and I think really animated a lot of discussions. And for me, that's something I'll always be grateful for and I'm also the most excited about. Well, Matt, thanks for joining us. We're going to bring in uh, your colleague, Renee Tabin, next and, and hear about the work that she's doing on the west side of the state. But thanks for all the work you've done uh, on this conference and your leadership. And we look forward to having you as chair of the full board of directors uh, next year. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Brad. Well, now joining me is Renee Tabin, uh, the president for Bank of America and Grand, for the Grand Rapids market. Welcome, Renee. Thank you. How's your experience been on the island so far? Oh, it's just been so energizing. There's something special about this message this year about the power of and, and it's created such a great buzz of conversation. It, you know, you can't walk anywhere on this island and not feel feel that good things are happening. So tell me about your uh, background and how you came to Bank of America and uh, how you how you got to know our friend Matt Elliott. Yes. So I've been a proud uh, employee of Bank of America for over 15 years. I've been in financial services for over 25, but I had the opportunity to uh, join our franchise in the Midwest and I've worked in several different lines of business. If you're not familiar with Bank of America, we serve uh, companies, institutions, and individuals, and we have eight lines of business. And so I'm happy to say that I've worked with Matt in more than one line of business, and uh, whether it's in the global commercial banking space or it's in the individual wealth management space. Um, Relative to my role now, Matt is the president for Bank of America for the entire state. He focuses a lot of his efforts on the Detroit metro area. Um, I focus my efforts on the west side of the state. And so together, we're working to make sure that we bring all the resources of Bank of America to make a difference in our local communities. So we, we mentioned earlier when I was talking to Matt that one of the first things uh, he told me 
when I congratulated him on becoming chair of this conference was that the theme was going to be the power of and. So my guess is that this is something that Matt talks about regularly around the office uh, too, or on Teams calls, Zoom calls. Uh, how uh, have you incorporated this into your work and how, what's your advice for the uh, listeners here and the Michigan business leaders as how they can incorporate the power of and into their own work? Well, you're absolutely right in that it is part of our vernacular. We talk about it all the time, and it's not just Matt. Um, For those of you who were here at the conference, you heard from our CEO, Brian Moynihan, and like any strong organization, the tone starts at the top. And so we've been having this conversation across Bank of America about the power of and as opposed to the tyranny of the or. And um, so that is something that Matt has modeled for other leaders across Bank of America. I've definitely picked up on that. And we talk about that at every layer of our conversations, whether we are talking with our teammates, um, how are we going to make sure that we are profitable and take care of the client? Uh, Whether we're out in the community, how are we going to make a meaningful, sustainable difference in what's happening in our local economy and be able to take care of our employees? Um, So we use that phrase in almost every conversation. So it's a huge pride point to see Matt bring that here to the state of Michigan. Yeah, I heard you say earlier, profits and purpose for Bank of America, which is, you know, I I think a really... a great way to think about it in, you know, for all business uh, members in, in Grand Rapids, what are you doing to uh, work on the purpose end of that? Absolutely. We thank you for asking because it's a really important role that we play uh, along with our other business colleagues in the West Michigan area. First of all, I just want to give a big shout out to The Right Place. Uh, The Right Place is the economic development organization on the west side of the state, and they have done tremendous work on making West Michigan a destination, not only for business owners and places to bring your business, but for people to move and retire and build lives. And so you'll see in a lot of their work talking about people and place and prosperity for all. And as a Bank of America representative, we've really built upon that. So two key themes I would point out is we are noticing that we are one of the fastest growing economies in the Midwest. And we want to become known as not just a center for advanced manufacturing or medical sciences. We want to also become known as a tech hub. And so we are at Bank of America are partnering with a number of organizations to make sure that we are helping every way we can to create 20,000 new jobs in and around tech. And so specifically, I got a chance to catch up with uh, Philly Mandela from GVSU, and we're going to be partnering with them. But just to answer your question directly, we are looking at every organization, universities, non-for-profits, other businesses, uh, to come together to make sure that we are focused on the long-term growth of Grand Rapids and what that means to local jobs. The other thing that I would point out is the growth of our Hispanic population. Um, Everybody is aware of how the face of America is changing. And in order to serve that population as a city, as a company, uh, you really got to be thinking about what that future face looks like. And so uh, one thing that we have, I think that's a huge opportunity for us in West Michigan, is our Hispanic population is growing by over 100% in the next several years. Oh, my. And it's the fastest growing segment of our population. And so you got to think about what are we doing to create opportunity for that entire multi-generational group of workforce. And so we're partnering with the West Michigan Hispanic Chamber, uh, very proud of the work that they are doing. And we're partnering with them and several other organizations to make sure that we're being forward thinking about what all members of that community are going to need from workforce development, financial education, um, access to capital, uh, building out a business, 
hiring employees, and so on. That's particularly great. I mean, we heard earlier this morning uh, Governor Whitmer announcing her population commission. And I think uh, if we're going to grow the population of this state, it's going to be, uh, you know, not just uh, with, uh, you know, typical Michiganders, but it's going to require uh, growing uh, our immigrant population. And when, when you mentioned that the Hispanic population is growing uh, in Grand Rapids, that's, that's a great story to tell. Uh, and for our listeners who uh, may be uh, Detroiters, I would encourage you to go over to Grand Rapids sometime. Uh, it is uh, it is change uh, and changing uh, by the day. It's really exciting to go over there. Uh, we're just about out of time, Renee, but I, I do want to ask you, since we're at the Mackinac Conference, uh, and it is one of the most exciting events that I think happens in Michigan every year, what has been uh, your uh, your favorite part? Have you been starstruck? Have you got to meet anybody uh, that, that you got a selfie with? <laughs> Lots of selfies going on on the porch. Um, and, uh, you know, whether it was our CEO that got a chance to, to join us, um, you know, I'm so proud of this state. I am so proud of the work that Matt did to bring our name and brand to this conference. And I'm really proud of the relationships that we serve. And so whether it's a selfie with one of the keynote speakers or it's a selfie with a long lost friend, um, last night had a great evening with Casey Crane and got to meet some new people that are engaged and very interested in West Michigan. And so uh, I would just say on the whole, uh, there's not enough hours in the day when you're here at the (laughs) Mackinac Policy Conference. The nice thing is you come up here in May and there's like 19 hours of daylight. So we've got plenty, you know, we don't have enough, but we've got a lot. So thank you, Renee. And thank you, Matt, for joining me today at the Mackinac Policy Conference. I hope you're, you've had a good time on the island. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day on the island. Uh, And we can look forward to hearing uh, more uh, episodes of this podcast from legislators from both sides of the aisle. We're going to be talking about a lot of issues where we can use the power of and uh, to solve some of Michigan's challenges and grow this state. So thank you to both of you for uh, really bringing this concept uh, to our attention. Listeners, you can keep up uh, with this podcast uh, on all of your favorite podcast platforms and follow other episodes of this podcast at DetroitChamber.com. So thank you so much for listening. And Renee and Matt, thank you for being here today. It's our pleasure.